I'm your host, DJ Mitchell, here to go over the five-game Monday slate. Uh, if you're like me and you're, you're off today, you have a full day of hockey ahead of you. Um, we have a first game at 1 p.m. Eastern time and the last game at 10 p.m. So you could literally watch, like, what, what 12 hours of hockey if you'd like. Um, it's exactly what I like to see for a slate so I can watch as much action as possible. And I think we have a couple pretty good bets here um, that I'm excited to get to. So we'll get right into it. Won't waste a lot of time. If you're not watching, uh, I, I went NBA jersey again, Vancouver Grizzlies, the other one that I bought, uh, Big Country Reeves. So you're going to want to probably just go to the YouTube channel to see this. It's it's real nice. Um, but let's get to the hockey action now. Uh, NBA All-Star break, I believe they're still not back yet. So hopefully we get a few more viewers. Um we have Colorado at Boston. Colorado just beat the Buffalo Sabres on Saturday. So a day off in between. Um, they go to Boston and Marchand will still be out for one more game. It's the sixth game of his six game suspension is this one. So he will not be in the lineup. Um, no big uh, news out of Boston, really, uh, other than they kind of switched up some depth pieces, but nothing uh, major. They did get the win in overtime against Ottawa on Saturday as well. And they didn't get a single power play, which was interesting. Even with that, McAvoy played 28 minutes. Um, they gave a ton of run to the hall, posture knock Bergeron line. Um, that was really like all the guys that got the most run for sure. It makes a lot of sense. Uh, Colorado, I wouldn't say they won it super handily against Buffalo. They did win five to three. Tokarski did not play very well in this one. Kemper, I'd say, played pretty bad himself. Um, they, you know, it, it's one of those things where on this slate, if you want to play Colorado won. You're gonna to have to pay through the nose for it. Um, actually, actually, no. I, now that I pull up the DraftKings slate, Blandiscock's only 5,500. That is bizarre. Okay, so for some reason, <laughs> they kind of price it down a bit. This is actually somewhat affordable to get this four-man stack. Um, as I've mentioned before, I do think that it is somewhat justifiable to play a Devin Taves with the, you know, the Ranton and Landeskog McKinnon line in DFS, uh, although you're getting a, a much worse version of Kale McCarr, they play similar run. Um, and McCarr has way more upside, but in, you know, if to get different, I, I do think it's justifiable, but I'm not looking too deep uh, anywhere else. Kadri was, is probably the one piece that you could consider here. Um, he's 6,700. I think that's pretty accurately priced. He's been firing um, a million shots towards the net. Uh, I've been trying to get his shot prop where I can find it. Uh, it's three and a half right now, which is tough, but I, you know, I like it here, but you know, just to get to the, you know, we, we've walked through this game and I, I do think Colorado is probably my favorite bet of the night. Uh, minus 165 on the money line is not giving them quite enough justice. I'm going to take it now before maybe the books realize that Marchand is out, but without Marchand, Boston has been bad. I mean, they have played real, real bad. I know a lot of people liked Ottawa on Saturday and for good reason. I ended up just fading the game entirely because I didn't trust it and Boston just squeaked one out. But the, the books are really still thinking this is the Boston Bruins of old. Um, they're going to go back to Swayman, it sounds like. And I do think he's the better of the tandem right now. So I don't know if I want to get crazy and take the puck line, but plus 150 isn't isn't wrong. I mean, the depth on Colorado is bad. Uh, they're starting, uh, you know, three lines below that Bergeron lines. I, I couldn't tell you which one's the second, third, or fourth. They're all not great. So I really do think Colorado has the upper hand here. 
I'm not touching the over under over six under six. I think it's fair. Uh, you could probably go either way. It's it's actually a pick them right now. And I'm just not really that interested in, in playing roulette with that because I don't know if I trust Boston to score. Um, so I, you're, you're really in that situation, instead of taking the over six, I would just take the Colorado puck line because if there's going to be six goals, Colorado is probably the one breaking the bank on that. So I would just go that route myself. I do not trust the depth on Boston to score. Um, just hasn't been and probably will continue to not do it. So one of my favorite bets of the night is going to be Colorado. I am taking it right now at minus 165. The second game, Carolina at the Flyers. This is a back-to-back for Carolina. Um, they just beat the Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah, they beat the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, yeah, I, it's it's just there's a little bit too much juice on the minus 190 for me to want to take this team on a back-to-back. Um, I... I don't trust or believe in this Flyers team at all. Uh, I definitely think that the, the, the hurricane should win this one. And I would take the maybe, but I just don't think you have to here um, on the road, back to back minus minus one ninety. It, it just doesn't feel great to me. Um, I don't really like to, uh, the over under is, is really, again, the over six minus one thirty. I might get to six and a half. You're betting on Carter Hart, who will be starting for the Flyers being terrible and you can do that because he has been, but I, I just kind of believe in him in the long term, and I think he will continue to play better. Um, he will be starting in this one. And, you know, the Hurricanes rolled out a second line of Lorenz, Tarochek, and Nachos. They're banged up. Um, they're missing guys. I think this is just a stay away from me entirely. I don't really want to bet this game at all. Um, with that being said, Sveshnikov was promoted to the top line with Aho and Teravainen. He's shooting a ton of pucks, as to be expected. Um, and he's just a very, very good hockey player. And I would definitely take his shot prop here because I do think Carolina should still be able to find shots. But I don't really, you know, I, I feel like these lines are just basically saying that Carolina should you know, blow the doors off the Flyers. And Flyers haven't played in a few days. Last time out, they, they, that was, what, February 17th was their last game. So, you know, four days off. Some teams come out sluggish. Some teams don't. Um, they lost five to three and Jones was terrible, but this isn't Jones. So I'm just, I'm just willing to say, you know what? I'm going to plug my nose and actually not play the game at all because I don't really see anything here that I feel incredibly strong on. Um, I'm going to look to the props. I'm going to look to, you know, point props for Tara Vinen have been something that I've been keying in on because for some reason it's like you get Aho, who, yeah, I think Aho is a better player, but he is like minus two, you know, 200 to whatever. We don't have it up right. They don't have it posted right now. While Tara Biden's on the edge with him full time and is incredibly skilled. And I've seen him as, as low as I believe one minus 135. Um, and Tara Biden's almost a point per game player. He's hit his over two and a half shots in, I believe, 10 games straight, maybe eight games straight. Um, he's been, I think it's eight games. Yeah, eight games straight. I'm, I don't know if he did it versus the Penguins. If I pull that up real quick, but Tara Biden. No. So this is the first time he missed. So maybe that shot prop will be a little bit better. I don't know what it did. Like I said, I nothing is posted yet, but Tara Bynan is of note and, and Spechnikov. Um, Ajo has kind of been priced out of consideration for me, but I do think those guys are, are a little more interesting. Um, I don't love that second line. And, and that's kind of the point I'm making here. I think over, over everything else is that when, th- when this Carolina team on a back-to-back is putting guys like Lorenz in the top six, you know, th- that doesn't scream they're going to try to, you know, boat race this flyer scene it kind of makes me feel a little bit worse and we're going to probably see anderson versus hart which i think is just a better goalie the, the better of the goalies for both teams so we'll move forward i'm not bet i'm not i'm just not going to touch that game um the four o'clock start is winnipeg at 
Calgary. Now, I mean, if you would have like started and, and this whole thing and said, you know, what are going to be the biggest favorites on the night? I mean, I would have picked uh, definitely in the next game, Toronto, but the, the second biggest favorite is the flames at home against the jets. And I mean, it makes sense. Like I really do want to bet Calgary here because how good they played. Um, they're just a, a nonstop machine of winning games. Uh, they only have a two to one win, which was all through the top line um, against Seattle. I love that under there. And I, you know, that, that, that did do well for me. And I really was hoping to get this closer to what we had for Colorado. I guess at home, they're just really giving them a ton of credit. Um, Winnipeg lost four to two, the last, last second, my puck line for Edmonton hit. Um, they are without a, a bunch of guys and we're not expecting them to be back. Um, so their top six was Stastny, Wheeler, centered by Shifley, Connor, and then now Brooks, who was just picked up off waivers, centered by Dubois. Um, not great. They had Vaseline on that second line and they just didn't stick. Um, so yeah, I, I like Calgary here, but I don't want to bet the minus what 215. I, I, I'm not doing it. So I might look at the puck line. I kind of like the under, as I've sort of alluded to over anything else. Um, Calgary did a little shuffling with their lines, uh, but not the top six. I mean, that top line is just, it's not getting touched. Um, it's so freaking good. Lindholm, Goudreau, and Tuchuk are just going to stay put for sure. But they did do Lucic, Monaghan, to Foley as the third line. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not probably taking that in DraftKings or anything of that nature because it feels a little bit thin. But, you know, I think that there's there's reason to believe um, that, you know, I, I think the puck line is all I'd consider. With Cop out, with Ehlers out, with now um, Perfetti out, uh, yeah, no, it's it's probably puck line or nothing. Um, they started Hellebuck and in that loss to Edmonton. So we might get Comrie, which even helps Calgary more. We don't know at this point, but I kind of lead that way. Hellebuck started a bunch here lately. So yeah, it, it just sucks. Like I think that you got to take the puck line and minus one, like, you know, minus goal and a half plus one twenty. It, it's something that I, I, I'm really going to have to uh, look into everything before I book it, because I, I need, to, I would need to know Hellebuck's not starting. Um, to consider it. I don't love it. Um, I think they're giving Calgary a little, maybe a little bit too much respect because Winnipeg, I just, again, I've kind of been a sucker for them all year. Um, and I think they're a little bit better than meets the eye, but with all these injuries, they're, they're not looking great. So the puck line for Calgary is in play. It's not my favorite bet. Like I said, the under six is better, but I, I'd like to see the goalies first. Um, if it's Markstrom versus Hello Buck, that under six feels real, real good. If it's Comrie and Vladar, not not quite as nice. Um, and I think, do we know what's Fladar? I don't think we know yet. He hasn't played since the 15th. I, I, I think it's supposed to be, and he's been fine, but uh, I don't think we have confirmation on that yet. And you know what? I, I really think, you know, now that I'm saying it, we should probably wait because if it is Vladar, that line could come back down for Calgary a bit more. So we might actually get movement the other way. That would be my expectation, especially if Vladar is in net, which I, like I, I said, we don't know yet. So this might be one to wait on for sure. Fourth game is Toronto at Montreal. <sighs> yeah, uh, obviously I'm going to end up with the puck line for Toronto, um, but this is a different Montreal team. I mean, they just played back-to-back -back fantastic showings. Um, they played on Sunday and they won in the shootout. That's what, yeah, that's what I thought. They just looked like a new team. And and I, you know, you, you hire Martin St. Louis to get the young guys going. You go out there and you, you get – Caulfield and Suzuki and you start trying to see what you got here and 
he played great. Uh, Caulfield had 20 minutes. Suzuki had 22. Anderson had 21. Not that he's a young guy. Uh, Petrie actually scored a goal. I didn't know he was allowed to do that, but he's back. He scored a goal. Good for him. Um, no, this is a this is a much. Uh, I, I mean, they're they're giving the better players more minutes in in Montreal. They're not abysmal. Um, it was freaking Andrew Hammond got the win. Like unreal, right? So we'll get Monte Montebell Monte. Bayo, I don't know how to say his name, Montebel, Montebel, in net against Mrazic. Mrazic has been pretty bad, uh, sub 900 save percentage on the year. So, man, now that I'm saying all this, it's like, I really want to bet this puck line. Not really. Um, I think the over, over six and a half, that's probably where I'm, you know what, I'm, I'm going to do that. That's better. Um, it's, it's just like the same bet. They're both minus 110, the puck line and the over six and a half. We got one of the best goal scoring team, maybe the best goal scoring team in the league in Toronto, um, who just came off a really not fun loss. Uh, one that sunk my parlay, of course, that six to three. This might be a spot to get get right back on them. Um, I think that's the best way of doing it here. I think the over six and a half is just probably at the same price. I, I, that just feels good, um, especially if you think Montreal can score, which I do. So. Yeah, that over six and a half feels real good. Both these teams come out, get some goals. It's a back-to-back for Montreal, but Toronto could, could pump five or six on them for sure. So I think that's the, just the better angle here in general. Um, the, yeah, either or. The puck line's fine too, but it, it is tough. Uh, so that is, is easy. Um, on Toronto, the lines have stuck pretty much the same for quite some time now. We did see a little bit of first power play Sandine, um, which wasn't a ton of run for him, but he did get a, he did at least get a little look with the top uh, unit. Um, he is, I believe, minimum yeah minimum salary. He did get 18 minutes of ice time. He's not a great rate shooter, but you know at minimum salary, if you get you know three shots plus blocks and a point, you could be sitting real pretty here. And you really do need to find some savings because a lot of these top lines are very expensive. So if you do you consider Matthews. 9,200, you know, and I think you should because he's the best goal scorer outside of maybe Ovechkin in the league at Martyrs 8,400. Like, you just can't afford all this um, without finding something, uh, finding some savings elsewhere. Nylander was the, the two-goal scorer against St. Louis. I've been kind of riding his goal prop for a while now and been being burned, so good to see him back on the score sheet. Uh, he's on the top power play, so I do think you can get a little bit unique with it and play uh, Nylander, Matthews, Tavares, Sandine type of four-man stack uh, and just keep, keep Marner out of it. 8,400 is just real, real steep. And I, I think he's deserving of it, but he really is a guy that could go out and, and lay an egg because when he's not shooting, it can it can hurt. And he has been shooting this a uh, lot more this year. So what's good to see out of Marner, but I'm not going to trust it. Uh, but I do think this is where I'm going to get most of my DFS stacks, which I don't think is going to be uncommon. Um, the other side of this game, there is only one player on Montreal that obviously not goalie considered that is above 3,400. Uh, Suzuki is 4,500 and Cole Caulfield is 2,900. Now Cole Caulfield's playing a ton of minutes. He's scoring goals and he's shooting the puck on net. Um, I like his shot prop here, but I do think that if you're going to play a ton of Toronto, it makes some sense to have a bring back because of just how cheap the bring back bring backs are um, just free. And uh, Josh Anderson, who I mentioned, top line with Suzuki Caulfield, 2,800. I mean, it is, it, it is obnoxiously cheap for them at home. I mean, let's, let's keep that in mind. This is an at, team at home. 
I think that you'd be doing yourself a disservice not to consider at least a one-off of Caulfield in DFS to get some savings because they're free. I mean, I've never seen a team price this low in all of my years of doing DFS hockey. I, I don't think, I, maybe there was a time where Arizona was this year, but I don't even think it was to this extent. Um, this is pretty crazy. It's stuff we haven't seen before. Um, like I had met, I mentioned Petrie's kind of back, but I mean, just not, you know, I'm not, I'm not getting ready to go crazy, but he does have at, after um, Sunday's game, he had a goal against Buffalo, two assists against St. Louis, and then the, the goal, like I said, on Sunday. So he's definitely playing a lot better. So I totally understand playing him at 3,400. He is, I would say, you know, almost a, a lock to hit the blocks bonus um, on, in DFS. If you can find him for you know, two blocks or something, I love that prop, but can't find that in New York anywhere right now. So over six and a half here is my favorite bet. I think that the DFS action is really what I'm most interested in for this game in general. And our final game of the night, is Seattle at Vancouver. Vancouver also not my favorite team right now after their uh, touchdown against, um, touchdown given up against Anaheim, which was very tilting. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I, I don't love this game. I don't like taking a lot against Seattle because they're very, very boring. And if the goaltending shows up, which it did against um, Calgary, they're just not that bad. Um, that game was one-to-one to pretty late in the game where they, they closed it off. I think this game is pretty much a stay away from me um, entirely. I don't have a great read on it. I like Vancouver. I think they're the better team. I'm going to look into them in DFS uh, just because the pricing is low for them as well, which is just continues to happen. Um, Elias Pedersen at 4,400, top power play. Um, he's playing with Pearson and Garland now, which is a little bit better for him. He had three points, three shots on goal against Anaheim. That was their best line. So I don't mind going back to it here. And him with Quinn Hughes could be a nice, just easy two-man. Uh, Hughes, another guy that I think is just a little, I don't, I don't know if he, 5,200, I think, I think it's accurately priced, but all of the minutes in the world, this is, I mean, I, I silently one of the best fantasy defensemen. And I feel like it's, it goes under the radar, uh, just how good he's been, you know, 38 points in 47 games. He's back-to-back goals and, and well, back-to-back two-point nights. Um, just a great, great power play quarterback for them. And I think that he makes a lot of sense here um, against Seattle. I, like I said, I've already kind of alluded to it. The unders a little bit stronger in my eyes. I don't think there should be a ton of fireworks, but both of these teams, uh, as we saw last game, Demko just got crushed and then Halak is no better. So I don't trust the goaltending enough to actually put my real money on it. Um, I think that this game, so like I said, pretty easy stay away. Um, for me in general and just get some DFS action and look into guys like Pedersen's shot prop. Um, I, I bet Miller's shot prop uh, to, to my chagrin as he only had two, but he's a guy that's steadily, um, you know, he definitely is gifted enough to make that happen every night. If, if he chooses to shoot instead of pass, I think the other thing that like shouldn't be overstated was just how amazingly bad the goaltending was uh, against Anaheim. Um, Anaheim expected goals was 3.1. They scored seven. Vancouver's was 1.7 and they scored four. So really both sides were a train wreck. Um, tough, real tough there. Uh, overall, there was no player on Vancouver. The, high, the highest expected goals player was 0.34 for Highmore. That doesn't get it done. Um, so yeah, really ugly performance by them last time. I don't have a lot of faith in them figuring it out. Um, but I also, I, I thought, I guess the moral of what I'm saying is 
They're minus 175 at home. No, thank you. Um, I don't trust anyone on Seattle to finish. Their expected goals was 1.6. So this, this, this is why I like the under so much. As I'm going to say, like, the, they, they were combined, again, I'd let, this is just one game sample size. 1.7 expected goals for Vancouver, 1.6 for Seattle. Doesn't make me feel good about this getting over six, but the goaltending can be terrible. Uh, so that that's what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do with that information. I, I'm going to consider the under for, for the reasons I stated. I probably just not going to put it in my, my set because I don't think it's necessary. Um, and that's just the way it's going to go. Uh, so yeah, the other note on Seattle, which again, I think there's better options in general, but they have actually been giving Donato a bit more run and the top power play time, which has been really, really good to see because this guy is a rates monster with limited minutes. And if they're going to actually give him a chance to play with better players like McCann at five on five and the power play, that is interesting to me. Um, so I do think that there's some merit to that, uh, because I think it's going to be really, really under the radar, cheaper stack, um, 4,300 for McCann, 3,100 for Donato, um, power play correlation. All I really needed Vince Dunn was the point man for that unit. So you might consider it the second power play, but they run them just very evenly. So you don't have to really worry about it. Um, I could consider Vince Dunn, but rates aren't really there. 3,400. I just kind of think Petrie is actually a better play. So Everything I just said, uh, favorite bets of the night. Let's just get to that. Get you out of here. Um, I'm going to bet right now the over six and a half in the Toronto Montreal game. And I'm going to bet the minus 165 for Colorado on the road in Boston. Those two kind of stand out the most to me. Um, I'm going to wait and look if this Calgary line comes down a bit. I, as I alluded to, if Volodar is in net, we might end up getting them closer to the 180 mark, minus 180, which is what I'd like them at, but minus 215, just not a lot of fun. Um, I'm just not going to do it. And if you like the puck line, you know, wait it out. I think it could get closer to the, you know, the, the 150 range like we have with Colorado. Um, <clears throat> that's probably going to do it. Those are my two favorites. Um, and then DFS wise, I am going to do my very best to stack uh, probably two, two different lineups. One will have a full Colorado stack. Like I mentioned, um, Landis Cog at 5,500 just seems criminal. I really don't know what's going on there. Um, I, at a five game slate, I don't think you absolutely have to jam, uh, you know, you don't need a four man stack, but I do think you're probably better off if you can get Makar in there. And the way to do it is by playing a little bit of Montreal, which is, not that hard to do. So if you played like Caulfield and um, what's his name? Petrie on the other side of that. And then with uh, the Colorado one, um, you go to goaltender and you just take, I, I mean, boy, goaltenders are, this is a tough one. I, I will just put in Vladar for now. You still have, yeah, you still have, you know, eight, eight, 8,100 for a center uh, utility. So, and that's, uh, you know, McKinnon, Landeskog, Grantin, McCarr, Caulfield, Petrie, and Vladar. Vladar is the second most expensive goalie by a hundred. So you can really play around with that. That's one avenue I'm going to go down. And then the other one is going to be just a full Toronto Montreal game stack. Um, you know, like I said, Nylander, um, Matthews, and probably uh, Tavares with uh, Caulfield, Anderson coming back the other way, maybe Suzuki and Petrie just go all in on that game and, that's pretty much going to do it here. I think that should get you started. Um, I will be tweeting out these bets probably well before you hear this and we'll have a, a great Monday show, a great Monday slate. If you're off, enjoy the hockey. Mm -hmm.